0: Hello listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan. I'm Bartek. And we're called Spin Polish, likingly because we're always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. Isn't that right, Bartek? And we're both Polish. Yeah? You want to go there? Yeah, we're both Polish. And um, what do we do on Unappreciated Masterpieces, Bartek?
1: spit 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 polish 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 but like you know obviously it sounds like i'm being stupid but no that's what we do with the movies we we spit and wherever it lands just happens to be next to you know dvd or or dot avi of a movie on the ground (laughs) and then we watch them and you know they're all they all happen to be those unappreciated movies that you know either didn't get good reviews or have been forgotten by time and we feel like it's Time that they find their pedestal or refind them. Yeah, you know that that
0: was even though it took you a little while to get there. What you said was emotional. Well, I can't say the same thing every week. These these films are emotional. We find these unappreciated masterpieces, these lost lost artworks of time, and we talk about them. We do the commentary for you, and we try and dig deep in the meanings because these films. What gets me about these films is. Like, people know them. I don't think we've done a film yet where it's like, oh, this is completely unknown. We try and get ones that are in the public eye at some point in time, have been appreciated in the ways of knowledge of the title or of the premise. And we delve deep, because I think the problem is no one delves deep into these movies, maybe even not the filmmakers. But I feel like if we delve deep, we find great meanings in them, I mean, Hell, I've looked at the catalogue that we've done on this show and I look at these movies and at first I thought, oh, they're, they're good movies, but now we've done this show and I'm like, these are great movies that we've done. Mm-hmm. So what is the
1: masterpiece that we're doing this episode, Bartek? The movie that we are doing today is called Pretty Man, Chili Huopag do winaeńsza. That's...
0: Look, I don't speak Polish. And, you know, the usual thing is I say I don't speak Polish. Did you but... at least understand
1: the first two words? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> look, I don't speak Polish. And usually you tell me the title. But look, sometimes I say I don't speak Polish, but I can gather from the amount of words that you say in Polish what the movie is. But I don't know that I don't know what movie we're doing that has like six or seven letters in it. I mean, words. Seven, Six words, yeah.
1: Well, if I translate, uh, sorry, Pretty Man, do it translates to Pretty Man or Boy to Hire, but, you know, the movie's <laughs> actually called The Wedding Date.
0: <laughs> the Wedding Date. So that's the Polish-localised title, is yeah. yeah. Now, wow. So we're doing that great 2005 masterpiece, The Wedding Date, which is, I would say, a true blue... Uh, romantic comedy that we've done on this show that we're doing on this show like a proper chick flick romantic Comedy like we've done chick flicks before like bend it like Beckham, but that wasn't a romantic comedy Although now, it did this, have a wedding. It did have a wedding though. And of course we can't do this episode alone we always have a, a, a guest on the show and uh, Who better
1: to have on a chick flick movie than
0: a chick Indeed. So, uh, our guest is Bartek in drag. Who would have guessed?
1: Hello, everyone. It's me in drag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, of course, our guest is Rachel Apps. Hello, listening people. Hello. You want to speak up there?
2: Oh, Oh, really? Yep. You actually want to hear me on this podcast, Ryan?
0: Yeah. Rachel Apps
1: is on the show, everyone. We need to get a that. new guest in the middle of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, this one's unenthusiastic. Even... Un- this, Ryan, this guest has been un- <laughs> un- enthusiastic.
0: She seemed pissed <laughs> off that I asked her to be on this episode. But the funniest part is Rachel. Rachel asked me to do the wedding date. I was like, Rachel, what movie do you want to do when you come on the show? And it's just like, you know, I had to look through a catalog of movies, and it's just like the wedding date. The Wedding Date. Do you like weddings?
2: Yeah, I like weddings.
0: What about them do you like? I've only been to one.
2: Yeah, they're just fun.
0: They're fun? Exciting
2: celebrations, dancing, have you been, have alcohol. You,
0: have you been married yourself? No. No? So, what's, like, the biggest part of someone else's wedding have you been? Like, have you been in their bridal party? And take notes, Ryan. (laughs) Take notes, Ryan.
2: (laughs) I've been a flower girl and a bridesmaid both twice.
0: Ah, which one's better, flower girl or bridesmaid?
2: Flower girl, less pressure.
0: Really? Because if you fuck up being a flower (laughs) girl, everyone's gonna notice. Because they'll be like, she couldn't even do one thing right, and that is flowering people with flowers like what is a flower girl's responsibility you just walk down the aisle and throw flowers
2: I didn't even have to the flower part wasn't part I just had to walk in a straight down line so you were just a girl Yeah, I was just the, the little girl that went so down. So you were just
0: a girl, and that's why we brought you on in this episode. Because I feel like just two guys or three guys talking about this romantic comedy without a feminine presence would be wrong and unjust towards this film. Because I will be honest with you, listeners: this episode, this movie, was a bit of a hard tackle for both Bartek and I. Like, there were this movie has so many questions so many questions for me in particular, but, you know, this one was a little bit harder to just kind of ease into with the other movies because I feel like the other movies we've done have been more catered towards towards kind of a more masculine sensibility or or they've at least been overtly funny or at least they've been overtly this and this. But this film's really subtle,
1: wouldn't you say, Bartek? Yeah, I, I guess it Like Beckham also, not so
0: much masculine. Well, uh, yeah, but it Like Beckham had sports.
2: Uh, focus. Yeah, and women's females. sports. Yeah, but, two well, 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 female characters.
0: Yeah, two female characters. Hold on there, Bartek. Women's sports is still very interesting.
2: I'm not saying it male. isn't.
1: I'm just saying, is women's sports more inherently catered towards men or masculine sensibilities? Or? Like I don't know. Not netball, but soccer. Soccer. Yes. I don't know. You could argue female soccer
0: players of a professional league titling who play in America, like okay. What about about
1: women's sports with the issue of girls don't play soccer? Well, from a
0: family. Well, you know that's, that's that movie's issue. But this movie is not that movie. This movie is the wedding date with Deborah Messing, who is from
1: Will and Grace. Did you ever watch Will and Grace? No. Is that the Show about two women who are together?
2: No. no.
1: It's called Will and Grace. It's about like
2: think Will is. Will
1: is not our s- guest. No, I I haven't <laughs> seen it, but I remember there was like some show with a similar title about lesbians or something. Dharma
0: and Greg? I
1: don't know. Two broke girls? I don't know. Uh, I don't
0: know. I'm not big up on <laughs> the lesbian TV show culture. But Will and Grace is about gay people, yes. It's like Will is very gay. And his friend, Jack, is very gay. And um, Will uh, Grace is not gay? Okay, she's so not gay, is she? no. She's straight. No, like, her she... problem is, she's the straight one amongst all these gay people, yeah, right? Except the... for the other chick, who also happens to okay, be so she... oh,
2: yeah, but... Or is she
0: bisexual? Because that no, other no. female character in Will and Grace... I can't remember... Karen. Karen is such a slut. Yeah, it's to the point in which I don't know. I can't remember sh- if she likes men or
1: women or everything, really. She's that much of a slut. Okay, so it, that was the show I was thinking, oh, I just didn't know the premise. Yeah. Also, I think we're delving really far. I think we should just start the movie soon. <laughs> Talking about sluts,
0: let's start the wedding date, because this movie has quite a few sluts, doesn't it, Bartek? um Think about I it. Guess. Do, I guess.
1: Do the hookers count? What? Do the hookers count? Yeah. Okay. There's
0: male and female sluts. This is very diverse. Let's start this masterpiece in three, two,
1: one, play. Gay. <laughs> that was a little joke from me because gay. <laughs> apparently, gay is a joke.
0: <laughs> no, it isn't. Don't say that, but That's really offensive. There are no gay people in this movie, right? Um. I didn't really note down. Who or who was gay. Like, a lot of the times during these movies, I do that stupid man thing in which I'm like, pfft, that's pretty gay. Or like, pfft, he's pretty gay. Or whatever, but... I I do that too. I don't really mean it. Or do I? Um, You always think, would this movie be improved if it was gay?
1: If... Who was gay? The film. Like, if the film film was was gay-orientated,
0: so instead of, like, her and him, it's him and
1: him. I I wouldn't mind a movie about a gay wedding. Yeah,
0: My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2.
1: Is is that about a gay wedding? No. (laughs) Did
0: you hear the title, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2? That's... No.
2: Her last name is Ellis, though.
0: Cat Ellis. Yeah. Yeah? What's wrong with that? Is there a pun involved? I didn't... Well,
2: as we will discover later, she's not, like, his biological daughter. Yeah, but is, she... She's taken she, his name. No,
0: because she met him at a very young age. Um, he says the dad, the English father in this movie, who's her stepdad, says, like, this story about when he realized he was a dad, and it was just like, she was like a small child or whatever, and he and she was like a monster. And he's like, that's when I knew I was going to be a dad. It's really emotional. What's really emotional about
1: is that this opening credits sequence goes for a very long time. I'll tell you what's emotional. One of those ads in the newspaper said knight in shining armor. Holy crap. They misspelled Shining. Shinning? It's like this. that was like a Simpsons joke. Yeah. It's not I know. the shining, it's the shining.
0: Amy Adams is in this movie. She plays the emotional character. Amy. Uh you yeah, know, it's like She didn't want to get too deep into the character. Like, you know how these people are, these actors and actresses. They get too deep into the character and they kind of forget
1: who they are. I am appalled that the main character, Kat, is not played by Kat Dennings.
0: I am also appalled, but I'm more appalled that she's not paying proper attention to her dental care because she's, like, scrubbing way too hard. Yeah,
2: she's very intense about the teeth brushing. I feel... Sorry for her dentist having to deal with that afterwards.
0: She wasn't quite ready for him. Ah, yes. Movies in which every line of dialogue could also be in a porno. Mm-hmm. But don't get too excited, Bartek. As you can tell, Bartek's not too keen on this movie. Now tell us your true feelings, Bartek. I know that you know this is an unappreciated uh, masterpiece, but but it doesn't resonate with you quite yet, does it?
1: No, the thing with me was that like, in my first viewing of it, I had a lot of things going on on the site, so I wasn't I wasn't too you, you invested in the movie. I, but it was like, it's unfair on my part. That's exactly what this movie went through, I think. A lot of
0: people had a lot of stuff going on back in 2005, mm. and they just couldn't pay attention to a romantic comedy about a wedding in England. You know, people were like, oh, Will and Grace, chick. Oh, just watch Will and Grace. You know, that's the problem. This movie... Just didn't get the attention it needed. And thank God we're here today. When I saw these pictures, I was like, oh, I didn't know her boyfriend was Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother.
1: <laughs> oh, and like the one movie I, well, the one I mainly think of her from is the one where she is engaged to Jason Siegel. Which one's that? The Muppets.
0: Oh, oh. I thought it was going to be that one, Along Came Polly, where she's engaged... No, she's just freshly married to Ben Stiller, and she cheats on him on their honeymoon with Hank Azaria, the voice of Apu from The Simpsons.
1: And a lot of other characters. And and a
0: lot of others. I think it's Apu. Uh, And he's just, like, really, really buff. She plays a lot of um, characters that involve weddings, doesn't she? She's either just freshly married... Or just engaged Or just a bridesmaid
1: was What's happening? In, was she in bridesmaids? Was she?
2: I don't think she was I, I feel it. like that's just what happens To like average looking middle aged women Are you who sure? Who are actresses That just like Because it's a big life event for women So it's just like Yeah just. How big, big
0: of a life smash. event is it Rachel? You're a woman Tell it us is. Because for me I don't really care
2: that's oh. great to know, Ryan. You no. don't care about well, getting married.
0: Well, no, marriage will be a thing that will happen, but it's not like I'm thinking, like, what's is, what, is, what is, what's going to be born? Or what's the song to dance to? Or, like, who will be oompa, there? An oompa. Oompa, oompa will be there? No, the song. So, I didn't oompa, know I was inviting you. No, that will be your wedding song, mate. When you get married to, married to whoever you... Sorry, whoever you choose. Asking for Trouble is this book it's based on. Is this the first movie where it's. Mm, I don't know. Is this the first based on a book movie we've was, done?
1: No, I'm pretty sure we've had. To, wasn't Bend it wasn't Bendit like Beckham what? No. No, it wasn't. We, I'm, oh. I'm, wait, wait. I'm the, dead sure there was a movie that was based on a book.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Big Fat Liar was based on that great Greek story of Oedipus. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I was watching this last night, Bartek, mm-hmm. and I was arguing with Rachel about she works like the airport. And it's like, no, 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 no. He's followed her to the airport. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They both have lanyards, and he's clearly holding a walkie-talkie. She, they both work at this airport. And you think, like, it's going to be this thing. Uh, like, oh, she works at the airport. There's going to be some kind of pay off of some sort but it's just like no 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 she works for Virgin you know yeah. advertisement I, I guess yeah
1: another thing with me sort of Um, my main thing with this movie was the beginning part was the part that I was paying the least amount of attention to so throughout the whole movie I was like was she an employee at that airport because that hasn't really come <laughs> back at all or did she just
0: break into this
1: airport Be- because this shot right here where she's clearly you working know, behind for the, de- the airport well, not working just simply behind the desk I was like, you thought that she was a criminal no, I was just. What like... she's doing could be acts of terrorism to you. No, all I'm saying is that it's not really talked about, and the simple fact that she's there and it's not a big deal really implies that she works there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Rachel, any thoughts?
2: She checked in 15 minutes before an international flight.
0: Yeah, but you've flown internationally. I haven't. Can you do that? You. Well, I mean, like check in be, 15 be... minutes
1: before it takes off. You'd be an idiot. Yeah,
0: but will they allow you? I don't because think Because Tiger do. Air I wouldn't... Because think... I... Tiger Air love anal sex, because they like to fuck
1: you in the ass. But go on. I've never come that late before. I've... Yeah, you have. Well, I mean... <laughs> they don't call me early, they call me late. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I've never been that late to a flight before. So, like, the big thing... The biggest thing for me was... Actually, this was on my last sequence of trips... Uh, halfway through 2015, on the way back from Holland to Melbourne, the very first flight we were on was really delayed. So that mm. by the time we landed in the second airport, we had to pretty much rush all the way to the next yeah, flight yeah, and yeah, flight yeah. wait it's for us Yeah, that's always something. a worry, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty much the biggest thing for me. I've never been late to the airport for a flight. Well, that's good. That's good. Have you ever flown, flown first class? No, with like like most flights, we have to walk through first class to get to our economy seats. Does it look
0: like this? Where they're like weird pods? Um,
1: Because I the, haven't the seen first... a plane that looks like this. First... A, I
0: haven't been on international flights, so I imagine the first class
1: is different on international the, the than first... domestic. The first classes I've seen look a bit nicer than this. <laughs> yeah, but this is 2005. Even for 2005 standards, we you say it was shit. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been on flights back around then a few times, and yeah, there were much nicer looking seats. These look pretty. Accommodate. Hear that,
0: Rachel? This movie, they couldn't even afford
1: to get them the good first class well, for to, Virgin. They give them like the rat to, shit. First no, well, class. no. To be fair, these seats are definitely better than any seats I've ever had. Oh yeah, but this is like they're in first class. Like the, so they the first, the first. Class... No running by the pool in first class. The first class. Yes. This is that I've seen the seats look a bit more couch-like than this.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, she fell asleep and now she's like rat-shit ugly. And that's the joke. Like, she's ugly and he's attractive. Rachel, is he attractive?
2: Sort of? Like, what do you mean? He's not, he's not extremely attractive. I think... You don't look at him and go, he's a prostitute. Like he's hot enough to be a gigolo. I think he, I, I really,
0: Bartek. Bartek, you know men. Um, well, is he? Would does he look like a gigolo? I mean, Rob Schneider was a European gigolo for a while, so if he could be a European gigolo, Can, well, I mean, can't
1: term it here. Hold on, Rachel does have a point. He doesn't look like Rob Schneider.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> what surf ninjas for people who look like Rob Schneider? Hint. He's in it. Um, Rob Schneider
1: did look like
0: Rob Schneider. <laughs> he did look like Rob Schneider. Uh, it's amazing
1: I mean, how he whole, looks so like himself let's ask this question: Is there any male in this movie more attractive than Nick here?
0: Yeah, um, I think that the guy getting married is more attractive. Ed. Ed. Ed's got a nicer thing going on. Like he's got that typical British gentleman thing going on. Am I right? Ed's hotter. Ed's hotter than Dermot McPlank of Woodface. Yes,
2: I believe that Ed is hotter than Nick. Okay, cool.
0: What do you think, your You know. Is it is it this old guy here with his pint? No, <laughs> he he no really Stan drinking.
1: Lee's the most attractive
0: Oh my god! Be. Rachel? <laughs> we I were, did the same thing! There was a bit last night where at the end... like spoiler, Oh, you, you found out at the end. Spoiler yeah. alert! There's a bit at the end in which these three people, two girls and a boy, like, He's emerge... Children. Yeah, that's why I say girls and boys, not men and women. Girls and boys, like, run out from underneath this table where the presents are. Yeah. And at first, I thought, is that where Jeffrey ran off to? And he's having sex with two women? But then you clearly see that they're children. Why
1: the hell do you think it was Jeffrey? Because
0: I was like, oh, when's Jeffrey going to come back? I thought Jeffrey was going to come back. Didn't you hear the line? He's halfway to France. Yeah, but I thought he's going to come back because of story. And also because oh, so I looked cute. at the runtime and there was still, like, another half hour left. So I was like, "Oh, Jeffrey's Wait, gonna come." Wait, that scene
1: there was half an hour left from I'm the kids. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't the credits about to start like two seconds later? No, no, because when that happened,
0: he was still chasing after Jeffrey, and the wedding had not even properly, properly begun. But weren't they think. all
1: sitting in their seats? Maybe
0: I can't remember. But the point is. There was a bit where there's like this old man who was shushing them away from the presents, right? Just like, oh look, Stanley's in this.
1: Uh, he's been through- He's been in it throughout this movie. So.
0: <laughs> Do you know that Stanley's in the Princess Diaries too?
1: I haven't seen it. Okay, so she
0: gets married in the Princess Diaries, and Stanley makes a came- Like, actually, Stanley makes a cameo in it, and it's unknown why he's in it because it's not a Marvel movie. And it was before Disney owned Marvel, so it was like, why is he in this? Rachel wants
1: to say something.
2: How rude is that relative just going, it should have been you that has gotten married? Like, she hasn't seen her in presumably years, because it's been two years since she got dumped. And it's just like, it should have been you. It's so unfortunate that you got awfully treated this long. Time ago by this awful man who's also here at this party.
0: Well, it's an English thing to be a cunt. Just saying, I I don't know if she she was. I'm pretty sure she was an English
1: relative. See see the Thunderpants episode.
0: See the Thunderpants episode for English people being cunts. English people being the devil. Now, here's something. Now, I said this movie raises a lot of questions. For pretty much most of this movie... Now, Bartok, you weren't paying fullest of fullest of attention. At this you point,
1: I got better. Yeah,
0: you got better. And Rachel, you know, you were in and out because you've seen this before... And I've seen this before too, but he's my stir of seeing it. I saw it when I was very young, when it first came out. My parents were over at their friend's place, and they were watching it. And being a young kid, I wasn't really interested, so I was like zipping in and out, in and out of the movie. And I came back in towards the end and watched the bit where, um, which has always stuck with me as like a really funny bit of a movie, and I could never remember. But the bit at the end where, um, the. Groom, what's his name Ed. again? Ed, where he's kind of watching everything unfold, and he just walks over to the best man. He's like, "Hey, what's happening?" And it's like, "Oh no, 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 don't, don't worry about it." It's like, "No, no, that seems to be like a big commotion. What's happening?" It's like, "Don't start catching on now, buddy. Okay?" And, like he says that to him, and Ed's facial reaction is just. A big smile, like, okay, I won't, and just walks off. That was nice. <laughs> that always caught me as a kid and still grown with me over the, deca- as over the decade that has passed since. But this movie raises a lot of questions, because you know what it does? It keeps you in the dark for most of the movie. Like, they have one-off lines every now and then, like, he's the stepdad. But then you have to work out, like, oh, is she English? Like, I didn't know for a large period of the movie who was supposed to be English and who wasn't. Like, Amy Adams... Is clearly supposed to be English, but her accent fluctuates in and out, where I'm like, wait, is she? Or is she just a slut? I don't know.
1: Do you reckon a bit more exposition could have saved this movie? (laughs) This movie is like...
0: Good thing about this movie is, we've said this before, a rule of thumb is show, don't tell. But some movies like to tell, such as Tarantino movies, they're all dialogue movies. So sometimes you have movies that tell, don't show. And then you have movies like this, which is just tell and tell and tell and tell and tell, because this movie is like 85% to 95% exposition.
1: By the way, anyone who happens to be watching this alongside us, anyone who happens (laughs) to be watching this movie alongside us, can you recognize who the mother is? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Julie Andrews. Yes, Ryan, you started right at the beginning and you pointed out the answer, but the answer was wrong. No!
0: Who is it? Rachel, do you have an
1: idea? I
2: have no idea what her
1: name is. I think it's, like, Deborah or something.
0: Debbie... Deborah is the main actress.
1: Uh-oh, I got the mistake and...
0: Who is it, Bartek? I'm on the edge of my seat because she, she's being a major cunt right now. She... Who? The mum! She's being a major cunt right now. She's all like... Yeah, this was... That was very... Like, who the hell are you? The, I get it that you're the her mum, but, like, far out. Like, does does... Guys... Does your mum publicly disgrace you with a microphone in front of all your friends and loved ones who already know what's happened? Because I know mine friends, surely Friends, loved
1: do. ones, and Stan Lee.
0: <laughs> Stan Lee's a
1: loved one. We all love Stan. Yeah. So, who's the mum? I'm on the, the mu- edge of my seat. A lot of people might recognise the mum from a show called Two and a Half Men. Ah,
0: I recognized her from Saved by the Bell. Of the college, the college years, as the dean.
1: Yeah, she was the dean.
0: <laughs> I liked her much better than the other teacher guy. He sucked.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of like, one
0: <laughs> Mr Mr. Belding, he sucked.
1: No, Mr. Mr. Belding was, only had a cameo in the college years. Yeah, that's why he sucked. He, brought a, turkey, to the he, brought, he brought a turkey when they couldn't have a turkey on Thanksgiving. Oh. Isn't that a nice thing for Mr. Belding to do? <laughs> oh, Jesus. So that's she's Jesus. the mum from Two and a Half Men? Yes.
0: And she's a bitch in that, and I she's a bitch say, in she this.
1: She, she's a bitch to one of her sons.
2: I'm not sure are paying attention, but I think our subtitles said "colleges" instead of "gynecologist."
0: No, no. Well, no. she's the dean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everyone who's now that we've had all the characters really burst on the screen, who's your favorite? Like uh, once you watched it, I who's your favorite? Re- I really like the stepdad. Stepdad, the English stepdad. Yeah. Okay, okay. What about you, Rachel? Did you have
2: a fave? Yeah, I really like the extra with the unicorn tattoo.
0: Oh, brilliant! Wait, wait, wait. Here's the classic moment of the film. It's like, oh, good God! I think I just came. You misspelt come. I think I just come. It's like, dear Lord, she is almost my favorite character because that line of dialogue. But my favorite character is easily Jeffrey, yeah. the the ex, because <laughs> we have talked on this show before. About bullies and antagonists. And he's clearly the antagonist. Not a bully, but an antagonist. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Uh, but, But all these characters have something in common... And it's either that they go through a great amount of deal and change dramatically for reasons unknown or known to the plot, such as in Big Fat Lie, the bully changes for no reason. And then you get characters that are like Paul Giamatti in most movies, where it's like they go through all this stuff and literally learn nothing at the end. And this movie actually must have listened to us from the past. It tapped into us now and heard that and wrote, Let's have a character called Jeffrey, who's a, like a real sleazeball, and he literally learns nothing, and we even put that in writing at the end of the movie. That's why he's my favorite. At first, I was like, he's barely in this movie, but then the line, yeah, and Jeffrey learned nothing, just completed his character. He was the best. I also like... the, Yeah, I like Ed, all of them. Yeah, the, you're like,
2: handsome. Yeah. Eddie there. So,
0: well, come on, don't try to give him names like the Ed Man. <laughs> the Edster... Oh, yeah. So this is one of the few times in which the idea that he's a therapist pays off. Yeah, I thought, okay, Rachel, you've seen this movie before. Yes. So you had expectations, you had memories of it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it bits and parts through the years, but not properly. I thought, and Bart's like, you yeah, haven't seen it at all. I thought when she was like, oh, you're a therapist, blah, blah, blah. I thought like with a scene like this, in which like this guy opens up to him, like Jeffrey opens up to him, you th- I thought, like, all the characters were going to do that, like, bring up the fact that he's uh, a therapist and be like, yo,
1: yeah, yeah, like, open up to him, maybe some comedy ensues. Like, it would build up this idea of, you really are a therapist. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I guess not? Um, did you find this movie funny,
2: guys? I suppose they didn't want to overplay that joke.
0: Yeah. yeah With it's me, a I, subtle
1: movie. What I, I, th- I thought it was going to go like this. I didn't think that uh, Nick and... What's my main character? Cat. I didn't think that they were going to get together. I thought that Nick was...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... I thought that Nick was
1: going to be like this magical person she's hired that'll make everything good. Yeah, because he seems so wise and stuff.
0: I thought he was going to, like, help them patch up their relationship troubles. Yeah, I thought and it was then g- she was going to get with back with her ex. Yeah, like, like, I thought he was going to be this magical gonna, unicorn. It was going to be like this Mary Poppins thing. Well, I'm done here. And then yeah. he puts his umbrella up yeah, <laughs> and blows away in the wind. And he just starts whistling and singing about being
1: a gigolo. Oh, to be a gigolo. Rachel uh, had some vocal opposition to what I just said, I think. You
2: just haven't watched enough rom-coms to understand that she gets into that situation and then through the plot they explain that she is not ready to move on. But through this process and through getting to know him, she becomes open to love again.
1: I saw Bridesmaids. Excuse me. We have
0: both watched romantic comedies. We watched the great romantic comedy Meet Dave. And that taught us all about romance and comedies combined in one genre. Ryan, and yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Do
2: you think I can slap you loud enough that it would come up on the mic red?
0: Why would you do that? I'm telling you. Meet Dave and this movie had a lot in common. For one, most of the characters are aliens to me in this movie because they don't speak like people. I think that's one of the downfalls of this movie. I said it jokingly before, but this movie is a lot of exposition. An exposition is in which you dispense dialogue um, that the audience under- so the audience can understand the plot movements for the future. Like, oh, this, this, and this, and understand the characters without actually having character moments necessarily. But... There's no reason why this movie can have a weakness like that and still can't be a great film. I'm, I mean, lots of movies have exposition, of course, like narration is a form of exposition and on and on it goes. But this movie is just 90% exposition. Like for the first, I would say, 45 minutes, everyone's just dispensing And that's us. over half the movie yeah <laughs> everyone's just dispensing us information such as this person did this. I'm going here because of this. my motivation is this 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 and this and I find it refreshing to be told
1: not to just I guess absorb I guess that if that makes you kind of feel a bit more like a, a book I guess yeah like a mo- like best of both worlds of a book and a movie. Rachel, you've read books. Is this a like a book because it's based on one? Do you remember the alphabet? Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. know how to structure I, I sentences? Pol-
2: I don't know how to speak Polish or know the Polish. We'll talk about English. But, yeah, English. Polish. English. I'm pretty good. I majored in literature, so I know like a little bit about books at this point.
1: Uh, Do you know their like what their shapes are? Uh, squiggle. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like there are several books in this room. They are all mine, and they are all slightly different shapes. Oh,
1: yeah. They they kind of look like DVDs, don't they, right? Yeah. They're mine. Um so this movie is now
0: setting up they're now setting up the fact that this guy has more than two dimensions to him. Cause at the moment being, we haven't got to know much about him. All we know is he's a male gigolo. You know, we know that. But why is he a gigolo? Why is he an escort? What's his story? Is there more to him than just the sex? I think there is. Well, he does.
2: I just want the audience who are watching along to take note of how abs he is. he I do believe that he is more abbed at the end of the film, like no, towards I think the it's, middle of the film. I
0: think you? it's different. We're already towards the middle. Uh, I think it's different because at this point he's relaxing, but near the end he has to run and kind of buff out, like you know, he has to tense oh, those I'm, muscles. I'm
2: talking about the scene in the boat. Yeah, but like,
0: well, I- he's just had sex. I mean, come on. What about this scene in which she, she... She's very, oh my goodness. She's like, oh my good lord, a penis. Oh, I've never encountered one of those. But This is where it confused... Okay, this is where it confused me. Like, is she supposed to be British? Because she's got a British sensibility about her. I mean, there's two British sensibilities in this movie, which is, good lord, you're not married, you're a spinster. And the other one, which is, oh, I just come. Maybe <laughs> two very different sensibilities. Hold There's t- no in
1: between. She grew up here in London, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's my kid. So she's probably never. Well, I mean, unless she's had relations in America, she's probably only used to uncircumcised penises. Maybe since he's American, he's circumcised. And it's like, oh my goodness,
0: oh my good gravy. No, now, I like that's a really interesting thought that you went through. Okay, okay. So that's not what I've thought about now. I'm going to just talk for a bit, guys, because I did ask this question, whether or not she's English, not English. And I had to explain this to Bartek before we started the podcast. Yeah. So I thought I need to explain this to you. Here's how the story goes. Now, this is like Inception in the levels that it has of complexity. But here's what happened. Her, the main character, Kat, and her mother, who's also called, what's the mum's name? Bunny. Bunny. Cat <laughs> and Bunny. Get it? It's a joke.
1: I just got
0: that. Cat uh, and Bunny are from America, right? And Bunny married the stepfather, who is English and has an English family. And my favorite character. And he's bartok's favorite character. And Cat met him when she was very young. She's very young, and she's only I would say a couple years older than Amy. And then the mum and stepdad married and they had Amy and they moved over to England and lived a life there. And then Kat's obviously moved back to America for work um, uh, at the airline, which is good enough because that makes you travel all around the world. So she can still pop in and say hey to her family every now and then. So that is that, okay? Because I know it sounds very simple, but this movie is very complicated, isn't it? Because it took me really, really long to figure that out. Yeah, and
1: once you figured it out, you could explain it to me.
0: Yeah, because you could figure it out. I, I was, I was like,
1: like kind of taking things for granted, like oh yeah, 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 okay, so
2: She's his really, British mother, really,
1: whatever. really, co- yeah, and um, okay, the mum.
0: I think we haven't given enough credit. She's a bitch, isn't she, Rachel? Yes. But. The actress plays bitches all the time, I think. The few
1: uh, roles that I can think of. Yeah. yeah.
0: She put a lot of effort in because Bunny is American. But what Bunny does in this movie is when she's around the family, like the ones that are respectable, family and friends that aren't the closer circle, she puts on a bit of a hoity toity accent. But then when she gets emotive, she lets it slip. There's a bit later when Jeffrey's like, oh, can I have a moment of your daughter's time? And she's like, you've had seven years. And she goes on and on and on. She lets that accent slip. And I think good, good, good acting there. I think we should all applaud it. Very subtle. Very, very subtle. Very subtle. Because Barsak thought she was just English. But she's not. She's not. So, Rachel, who's really your favorite character? You were just like some random extra in the background that we never see again. It's okay, you can say the cousin, the slaggy cousin.
2: No, Ed is my favourite character.
0: Why is that? What is it so lovable about Ed? Is it because he's the only genuinely nice person in this story?
2: Yeah. Yeah? That's pretty much it. He's just an oblivious idiot.
0: No oh, yeah I relate to that.
1: like how despite the fact that he's the nicest he's also the only one that like tries to instigate some sort of violence. What do you mean? Well like he chases Jeffrey and... Yeah but is he not allowed to? I'm not saying he's unjustified, but I'm just saying he's the only one that does. Um Yeah, well look, this we... isn't a fighting movie. No, I know it's not a Street Fighter I know it's not a
0: Street Fighter,
1: but <laughs> could you imagine if this is Street Fighter, Claude Van Damme came in If there was a like fighting game adaptation of this that would The be
0: wedding great. date, and it's just like one chase scene.
1: I wanna see Nick's like special She's really move.
2: working it hard
1: here. Who, Jeff?
2: Yeah, I wa- she
1: Oh though he said he, sorry. I, I was know. sort of confused by her attitude towards Jeffrey. Um she wants to win him back. Yeah, but also, I was like she despises that's, him. That's what I thought, but then there were scenes where she was like going too far to. I guess she was trying to make him jealous. It's like, does she not want to get back? With no. Him? Does she want to? Now, nah,
0: Martek, obviously, you haven't been broken up with properly before.
1: I have, but. You're with your mum? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what
0: happens is women are different to us, where we would just be like, oh, take it or leave it. Apparently, you know, Rachel, don't get me wrong, you're a woman, you could correct me. It's a But movie, movie women, and real women, I guess, is the strategy of, I've got to win them back, but I can't just tell them that I want them. I've got to make them jealous, and them and make them emote towards me about their feelings, and then I can be like,
2: me too. Yeah, She's got to make him want her again. But
1: at, w- but at one point, it seems like she doesn't want him anymore. Yeah, because yeah, she doesn't. She's, she's falling, falling in, in love with with Nick, with Nick for okay.
0: an unknown reason. Yeah, and I wasn't... Like, and, I,
1: <laughs> and I said I wasn't really thinking that's where it was going, so I guess that was my... Well, well,
0: excuse me. He's been an escort at someone's funeral. <laughs> I was saying for ages. No, he wasn't. No, he's like, he went as an escort
1: with someone to a funeral. No, but he, the joke he made was that he went to a funeral. No, wasn't I thought... It? Because yeah. he said he went alone. Oh. No,
2: no, it was imagine facing that alone. Like, oh, as in the facing. woman or man that he has taken to a funeral. In I had his to do. Oh, I oh, was like,
1: imagine if she didn't hire me. Yeah, imagine. yeah. like, imagine oh, if they did it alone. I misinterpreted that line to be like, yeah, I, I did it by myself. Like,
0: I escorted myself. Um, like my family died. I went to a funeral. I'm I Bruce Wayne. Damn it. Oh. Yeah. No, I like um, the fact that his hair is immaculately groomed throughout this movie, and I think that really speaks to his character, because her hair... Is messy and kind of not well done. Like she's a frantic character, but he's cool, calm, and collected, and it matches with his outfit and his hair. While well, with her, she's all over the place. This she's all, it's good work, costume and hair, people of the wedding date. I will. Say. I hope they got nominated. I hope they can hear us now. This scene right here is quite magical. Uh, I was whimsied. Can I also mention the fact that um, she's going to a golf themed bachelorette party? I just love that it's a golf themed. Like Is it? the dude, yeah, that's why she's wearing like the little neckerchief and the socks and whatever. You you see and
2: the pattern. And the I just pattern. Pattern. I just thought it
0: was like British. No, 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 no. It was like golf themed bachelorette. Well, the look, no offense. I thought the guys would have a like gentleman themed or themed bachelor party too. Because it's kind of cool in movies. But in this, they're like, nah.
2: Let's just have strippers. Strippers. And we don't
0: even get to see titties in this movie. I was really disappointed. I thought, oh, strippers. And I'm like.
2: We see
1: parts of hers.
0: Yeah, but not nips. No nips.
1: Yeah, No no full boobage. But let's be honest. Are the nips the best part? It it completes the boob. But are they the best part?
0: They're pretty great.
2: You want to see the full picture of the boobs.
0: You want to see the full boobage
2: full
0: boobage okay because then you can like what's the best part Bartek is it the under boob the side the top who knows where you end
1: yeah I guess we all are just different beings like Bartek likes the back of the boobs yeah no I'm shocked too I like the blood of the boobs
0: (laughs) 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 no truer statement has been uttered by Bartek throughout this whole entire show
1: Oh, Except my I'm Bartek. No, not even that. No. Not even that. Ah, he's Yoda. It's a joke because he's magic, like I said. But
2: was that said as, like, Bartek in drag or act- male Bartek?
1: Oh, uh, no. Bartek in drag doesn't <sighs> like blood. It's hemophobic
0: in... Yeah. So I really do love Don't the.
1: Don't tell him about my blood. Oh, that's not even the voice uh... I did.
0: I do it. love <laughs> the slaggy cousin. Uh, we haven't talked about her enough. There's that moment where we like stop, wait, where she's like, oh, I just come. I was saying this last night to Rachel. How awkward as fuck would it be if you were standing there with your cousin and they're looking at your partner, your boyfriend or girlfriend, and they were just like ogling them in front of you and you're like, okay, okay, I can deal with that. And then they're like, oh, I just come. And you haven't seen this person in two years. Wow. Like, no.
2: Everybody at the bachelor party is fawning over him. Well, like, everybody's checking him out and trying to she, kiss him. She
0: doesn't care because he's a male prostitute, so. Yeah.
2: But now she's marking her territory. Yeah, with
0: her urine. Because she
1: she probably feels like she has to. I mean, everyone's gonna be like, why is she defending your uh, territory? Later? What do
0: you think? He, how do you think he got that scar on his lip? Because I wonder if, like, I know the actor has it, but if we had to come up with an idea for the character, because we don't know much about him, like we don't know how he became an escort,
2: like we get an idea that he like likes a magical
1: hooker. He's got a magical backstory. Yeah,
2: the backstory was explained when she was sitting on the toilet. No, but he, make he, that
0: up? he made that up. Both stories—the one written in the magazine and the story he told her—he's like they're made up. We don't know why he's a prostitute. We don't know his backstory. We don't know anything about him. Like, just like Tommy was so. Oh my God. Is he making a movie called The Room? Who knows? Maybe
1: it is him. I mean, he's got a weird dark-haired European look about him. The disaster artist has this whole big backstory about him, but then at the end it's like, I don't think this is true. It's just one story I heard.
2: See, I thought that it was he told the truth in the article, and then he was just messing with her.
0: But his article story was so vague. Why would he, he was
2: a sexual surrogate, and then eventually got into the yeah. But how did
1: she, he get into it? that? Why would he tell the truth?
2: Why would he tell the because truth? Because he thought he was anonymous.
1: Because he's a magical hooker.
0: Somehow, okay. Oh, now this. Okay. This scene brought up something, Bartek, that I think you would enjoy as a theory. I don't know. Maybe not. But I had a revelation when watching um, I keep forgetting his name. Ed. Jeffrey, Ed. Ed, 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 Ed. I think he's drunk all the time.
2: There's the nipple suck.
0: There's, oh yeah, there was somebody sucking on the glass nipple there. (laughs) See, someone else (laughs) someone else like (laughs) The sculpture. But somebody else like nipples. Cinematic. But I have a theory that Ed is constantly drunk. Not just in this movie alone, but in their backstories. Because in this conversation, he had to remind him of this event. And each time he was reminding him, it was more and more obvious this event. And then he said something really obscure. And then he was like, oh yeah. And I get the feeling like Ed is an alcoholic. Because throughout most of the movie, he's really wasted. And when he's not, He's pretty she... slurred and stumbling around the place until he gets energized enough to want to chase someone. And then he can't even chase him because he's so unfit and sta- and staggering all over the place. It makes me feel like, is he drunk all the time? Like, is Ed perpetually drunk? That's something I just thought about last night. What do you think, Bartek? Now that that light has been shone on that m- mystery...
1: Whether or not he is always drunk or hungover or under some sort of influence, I think that his characterization is what makes him lovable. I think
0: so too. He's got this naive bunny-like charm about him. You when be... you say
1: bunny, do you mean the animal or the mum? Both.
2: <laughs> you missed the reference to Australia. What was that, sorry? You missed the reference to Australia.
1: Oh, what did they say?
2: They mentioned Sydney.
0: Oh yeah, the guy's like, oh, I thought you were in San Francisco, <laughs> or was it Nepal? It's like, close. Sydney. And then he was like, I didn't get there. Sydney I went Nolan's else. house. Oh my lord. Who's Sydney Nolan again? An artist. Oh. He has this
1: one drawing of like Sydney Harbour, and it's like drawn like a child drew it, and it's one of his big artists. Oh, that one. It? Have That's you seen done. that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that a famous funny. one. <laughs> also, um, Woody. Hi, Woody. Are you a character in this movie? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Yes, he, is? He is.
2: he's in the title cards at the end of the film.
1: Yeah, oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Totally where else is it. he? Um, he's
1: at the wedding, <laughs> huh? He's at the wedding. Is he? What was his lines at the wedding?
0: Just because he didn't have so many lines doesn't mean that. Okay, what character. was his point at the wedding? To get with um the slutty cousin. The slutty cousin. Is that did that happen? That's yeah. in the title cards at the end. Spoiler: This movie ends with title cards where it's like this person ended up like this and this and this and with the slutty cousin. It's like she. She found out why they called him Woody, and then you see them dancing
1: together. Oh, that's right, that was a line.
0: So, yeah. I guess you just
1: pair the spares.
0: Like in Sorority Boys. (laughs) Big Johnson. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Big Johnson, (laughs) Doofa, and all that. So,
0: this movie is really emotional. So, Rachel, why was it this movie? What about this movie made you go? This is an unappreciated masterpiece. Because to be honest, it flown under my radar. Like I have that childhood memory of it, but I didn't remember its name. I remember nothing else other than other than Jack Davenport's great performance, and that yeah, I should have credit that as being being worthy of an unappreciated masterpiece. But why this one, Rachel? What is it?
2: As you mentioned, that you have overlooked overlooked chick flicks, and this is. A forgotten masterpiece. Yeah. There's a lot of effort that went into this film, a lot of parts. It's Mm. very subtle, very artistic.
0: Mm, Artistic. So what was your experience with this movie? How did you see it? Did you see it in the cinema? Did you buy it on DVD? Did you rent it? What's your love affair with the wedding date?
2: I believe my mum rented it on DVD. And yeah. then we got it a couple of other times as well.
0: So, wait, wait. This was a multiple viewing one.
2: Yes.
0: So, isn't that great? This movie... See, not only you, but there's someone else out there in the world that was like, I needed to watch this movie again and again and again. I need to go back oh. to Video Easy or Blockbuster, wherever you rent from, and get it I again went, and again and again.
2: I went to Deb's videos. We did
1: have a guest on this show who did a similar thing to the movie we watched. We're talking about Surf Ninjas with Sam Noonan.
0: Yeah. But seven
1: Enders And that's where I thought you were going this. see. You're just like Sam Noonan. You're just like Sam Noonan, beard and all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Rachel looked unimpressed when I said that. I don't know why. So, um, this movie, uh, I did a bit of a trivia on it. Um, and fun fact: this movie, without the length of the running time of the credits.
1: End credits. I think.
0: End credits is seventy eight minutes long. Pretty sure or seventy nine. At 78 or 79 minutes long. So is this the shortest movie we've done on the show? I'm pretty sure. Possibly.
1: We do sit through the credits of everything. Yeah, I know, but like... Yeah. Of things I that you actually want I don't count that as a movie, yeah. Then. And there's nothing at the end of the credits, during the credits.
0: So. No, I'm really. I was like, when we watched it last night, I was like, oh, the credits are rolling. Oh my God, it's got like another 10 minutes. I thought like, oh, there's going to be like cut scenes in it or anything. Nope. Imagine if this was like, the Marvel fandom, where it's like, at the end of the movie, it's like, she's there, and like, um, her dad steps in, and no, 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 her dad's on the boat, out front, and he's like, how the Duck. No, she's sitting there, and you just hear, like, um, a toot-toot sound from the boat. She walks out, and he's standing there in a full sailor's outfit, with a crew and everything, and he's just smoking a pipe, and he's like, so... You're going to become part of, the, part of the team. And it's just like, you'll see this in The Yachting Date. And it's like, would that be the best? consider he's also my favourite character, yes, that would be the best.
1: <laughs> there was a point
0: in which I was arguing with you, Rachel, about the boat. What was my argument with you?
2: That he doesn't explain the boat. Like, he has a boat for no reason.
1: And it's just in his driveway. Yeah, doesn't he have, a, like, a line, like, well, it's not getting any use or something? Yeah, it's like, well,
0: it's the only time it's been used. I'm like, why is it... that?" Okay, so, Rachel, the argument was just... the argument was not just that you were like, oh, I'm pretty sure he has a backstory for this boat. So I was watching it keen for a backstory. Like, or maybe he bought it on their honeymoon and it's just never left the the driveway because, you know, they haven't found the time. But maybe one day. And I thought maybe yes. at the end of the credits, and like, this is legit, I thought maybe during the end of the credits you thought you would have seen him on the yacht, like on the boat out at sea, like, him actually using it or something around there. Maybe a little comedy joke ensues where he, like, he finds a used condom or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something, something with the boat. But instead it's like Titanic. Where it's like, they're having sex on a weird object. You know what I mean? Like in Titanic, they're on the Titanic having sex in a car. While this is, they're at their par- at her parents' house having sex in a yacht, in a driveway. Very
1: like Titanic. You know... And this, you're probably not expecting me to bring this up, but GTA 5. <laughs> I've, I've played it, so Yeah. On. Do you remember, there's a mission really early on where Michael's yacht gets stolen. Yeah, yeah, and you never just, find out where ne- it went. You, it just never gets brought up again, or yeah. it gets brought up, but just nothing ever comes of like that. Like, you never found out who took his yacht. Yeah. Do you reckon that that was a <gasps> reference? Oh my god! He took his yacht. Oh my lord! This is the reference of a boat that doesn't. No 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 no
0: no 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 no. no, The stepdad is a gangster, and he's about the GTA Grand Theft Auto universe, and he stole Michael from GTA V's yacht. Oh my god! Is this? And he shrunk it down, but. Yeah, no, because yeah. that's a bo- That uh, was a yacht Video business. game dimensions are different from real dimensions. Fair enough. No, Michael's G- actually <laughs>
2: very tiny. GTA Five set after the wedding day. It's set no, like two thousand thirteen.
0: It's set. It's set. But this movie doesn't say it's two thousand and five. It could be. This movie could be set any day you want. Like no if you told me this movie's set in 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 two days, I'd believe you, because they don't suffer well, from jet really lag at any. You. They Is don't there suffer any... from jet lag at any point. Is there anything in this movie that dates it? Um, the fact they,
2: that they don't have cell phones. Yeah, a lot and of the problems
0: the, that could have been solved would have been solved with no but I don't cell think the fashion. Oh yes, the fashion. No no no, I don't think because you know what I think? And sorry to interrupt but I've gotta defend the costumes here. I think the fashion here is timeless in the fact that they wear very simple clothes, see? Suits, for her yeah. for him suits and whatever, and it's all around the wedding, and all the other men are older, so you're like, okay, but her, this is where you're gonna go, her, right? All of her clothes are unattractive, even for 2005 standards. Like, she is awkwardly dressed, and it doesn't matter what time period her clothes are, that transcends time. If you put on the Nutty Professor from the 1970s, and you see Jerry Lee Lewis wearing his awkward-ass clothing, you'd still be like, if they made that today, you'd probably still wear that. Yes, but that
2: doesn't explain all of the other guests at the rounders But they're in wearing, the park.
0: But they were playing... What do you mean? They were playing rounders. They were wearing sports outfits and shit. She's technically wearing... The slutty cousin,
2: clothes.
0: was not She was wearing a slutty sports outfit. Well, no, that's the difference. You're saying the 2005 fashions, but it's kind of hard to go when you're going, oh, this, this person, who's a slut, her clothes really date this movie. It's like any slut is going to wear clothes that reveals a lot of skin. That's not the representation of the fashion of then, because I don't remember 2005 being year of the slut of fashion. That's more like 2011.
2: No, but the halter top. She's always wearing a halter top.
0: Yeah, because that's slutty. I've never seen anyone wear a halter top and not be slutty. Even Bartek. He's wearing one right now, and I'm thinking what a slut.
1: not shirtless this week. No.
0: (laughs) You, you go on, I Rachel. I just
2: disagree with
0: you. you. so you think the fashion, not boobs, but not proper boobs, I and mean, it's disappointing. No. I mean, she doesn't have much to show, but
2: she's making a little bit of cleavage happen.
0: Oh, she's cold.
2: Think. No, but she's like pushing her boobs. I know, together. I know.
0: But hey, here's something, Bartek. She would have had to do this scene multiple times do you ever think about that like you're an actor and so am I I've been on... an extra in things I've you've seen things extra... done over
1: and over again I
0: think she would have to done that nude scene over and over again like where she's not actually showing any nudity but she does have to be nude like maybe she's wearing like what's she called and tape the tape like, the I know pasties had tape. the pasties or whatever but it'd still be awkward It'd still be awkward.
1: Yeah. it's like whenever you
0: think, and you're... she would have to be wet all the time because she's having a shower. So imagine that. I'll that be fucking. Murder.
1: Well, I know that one of the trivia things, what like continuity thing, it was like in the scene where they're playing rounders, she like puts water down. I know, right? Shirt and she's and it gets wet. Dry. But then when she goes to bat, it's like not wet. But mm. yeah, but that's a shower, so it would. So but, um, what... I was gonna say, it's like, have you ever seen a thing where like time keeps looping, the same events keep happening. You're like, oh, this time this happened, this time that happened. Yeah, yeah. You can think of that kind of thing when it comes to the takes. Like, oh, how many takes was there where she didn't acci- where she accidentally didn't cover her nipples or something like that? Mm. So a lot of different things could happen in those takes.
0: He's wasted in this scene. But, at first, might I add, I knew they were doing a dance scene, but they're holding hands in a weird ambient like, in a weird, like room and I thought, are they having a seance? The old
1: wedding seance? It's a very wide I've, never, I've
0: only room. been to one wedding so I don't know if all weddings have seances. It, it yeah
2: like... but this is the pre-wedding dance lesson. I know, I know, I know. You, but you, at first... You didn't get dance
0: lessons for no. that wedding. You oh. Bartek, is this cousin you in this where it's like dances alone? No. Then you you... <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No, oh, like no, it's like no, Ryan. Look at her dance though. She's like am I going to dance? She's not dancing. She looks like she's looking for a partner but doesn't realize there's like an odd number of people not including
0: because the Jeffrey's not there. That's what and I got. They gathered.
2: don't discuss that he's not there. Ooh,
0: slow-mo. This is like the time they use slow-mo in this movie. So
1: do you, Yeah. Do you like the tinting? <laughs> yeah.
0: It got It was very subtle. This movie is very subtle. So I don't find him an attractive guy. I'm just saying. I don't know. Okay, look. I, you're saying, Ryan, you're being a bit harsher on this movie this time around. I'm not. It's just things you got to point out. There's things I do like. Like, I like the cousin dancing. I like the fact that they got this weird tilt thing going on at the moment. Like, Tint. Like, Tint, sorry. And they've got this weird kind of swirling around. Like, slow-mo and no slow-mo. I like the dad. There's lots of things I do like. But there's things that the core foundation that I do know are problems and I recognise them and I recognise these problems are the reasons why they're unappreciated. And I think the problem is, why do they like each other?
1: Nick and uh main character. Cat. Like the cat. Well, like I said many times, I didn't think that they were getting together.
0: I was, I'm very confused. I think the reason they got
1: together is
0: they're both lonely souls. And they're is he... looking
1: for love. Yeah. Like, again, we don't know much about him. Yeah, like, like what he happens could, if he had a
0: wife and kid? He,
1: he's like, he's like, <laughs> he could have any sort of backstory. He's like the character with, like, yeah. a malleable. Oh, my God. Ad libs past. He's Hawkeye from the Avengers. <laughs> okay.
0: Except for you find out Hawkeye's a family and then it's completely ruined. But. Oh, look, there's the boat! Is he taking the. Oh, my God, he actually yeah. did use the boat! Holy yes. Is that the sh-
2: same boat? Yeah, it's For the river. boat.
0: It's the boat. Oh my they God, it's the boat.
2: It's, it's the summer house. And Are there's sure? a boat house. Yeah. They yeah. took it boating when they were children. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see who comes out of that, that car. Oh, I think it's him, man.
1: It's got to be the dad, right?
0: Yeah, who else's boat? Oh. oh, how dare she? Hello, Bambi. And he's just like, oh. Darling, please don't do that.
1: He you, says.
0: Bambi. Okay, this dress is awkward. Like, was it supposed to be on her shoulder or not? Make up your mind, cat. Like this. Wear smaller clothes. Wear less.
1: Wear less. So
2: be more like the slutty cousin.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, we saw more of her tits than the slutty cousin. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this movie raises a lot of questions. Is 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 Eddie drunk? Is she supposed to be English? Why are they in love? She works at an airport. Um, what?
2: They are now pointing out that she knows nothing about him.
0: Oh yeah, and he's like, I hate anchovies. (laughs) That's (laughs) a nice little anchovies. (laughs) These (laughs)
2: subtitles are Uh, not quite as awful as Surf Ninjas were.
0: When we get any information on him, it's literally like the most mundane thing. Where at the end of the movie, I'm actually won't be surprised if he leaves her. And he goes back to what he's doing because we don't know him well enough to be shocked if that happened.
1: He has to leave like a mysterious message like, it's time or I've got to go back.
0: No, no, me. no, no. He's going to leave a mysterious message like, daddy's got a tinkle. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, all right. And no context. He's just like, daddy's got a tinkle. And then we never see him again. So why is the dad your favorite character?
1: Isn't he just, he's, he's really funny. Yeah, Have you why? seen his delivery? He's, he's got this.
0: Well, I, never found he's... It, I found Eddie way funnier. Because he's so likable. Like, look at him in this scene. Like, he's just like. Well, oh. I
1: think the dad is really likable.
0: Oh, no, I'm not saying dad isn't. But the dad is the dad. Well, I feel like um, Eddie is, is you know, he's, he's more relatable because he's closer to. Not our age, but he's younger. Like, the dad's lived a life. He's raised a family. Eddie's coming into his own. He's starting his new life, this new transition. But he's a lad at the end of the day. He likes a drink. He likes a bit of a shout. But he's still a nice guy. That's why I I think think he's... And also, he's just really funny, because he has some of the funnier scenes, such as the bit where it's like, how do you know so much stuff about stuff? And it's just like...
1: I think the dad is written really well. I think he's and he has performed. a lot of subtleties. Like he's got the whole boat thing. He, you know, he he's kind of like an observer to the whole goings on of the movie. He's not too involved in a lot of it. There are a lot of scenes where he's just there, not saying anything. But when he does get things to say, they're they're always meaningful. And mm. he's got this kind of funny joie de vivre joie he's not
0: French I don't speak Polish <laughs> uh yeah so oh here's the mum here's mom. Your sing- here's the mum you still have seven years of her life with your bullshit and the job <laughs> what a bitch she's like and now she takes a slug of her drink she's like mm. it's
1: like the Kermit
0: thing like <laughs>
1: but I'll just sit here drinking my tea what's the line
0: I don't know I don't know Kermit oh. well. so Rachel while we were talking we weren't paying any close attention what happened just now so all I saw was What's his name? Jeffrey talking to Amy Adams, who doesn't really look like Amy Adams in this scene, I will be honest.
2: No, Jeffrey was trying to get Amy Adams to tell the feelings that she has for him and admit it.
0: So wait, there's something going on between Amy Adams and Jeffrey? Noble, noble
1: Jeffrey? And again, I didn't get that when I watched the movie. I yeah. thought he was like referring to... For some reason, his jealousy of Nick being with (laughs) Kat. There's
0: lots of meanings you could have in this. But he's in this scene. He's trying to explain to her the truth of why he left her. Because throughout this movie, we don't know why he left her. And then we find out. Yeah, and I didn't find out until Kat found out. Because I just didn't catch it for some reason. Yeah. Look, I don't mean to bash this film, guys. We love it deep down. I'm just saying there. I'm going to bash it just right now. Could this movie have benefited from us not seeing that scene of Jeffrey and Amy? I think it would be better perhaps if we didn't, so that way we can keep with the knowledge that she knows, because I feel like the scenes that Nick has are good like this one with the dad, in which he's got some backstory on her, but I feel like that revelation would have been more powerful if we got it like Bartek did, in which he didn't know until she knew but we knew before she knew, and that is a great dramatic technique, but sometimes it is a well-trodden ground. So, wait, I missed this.
2: Why has he got the toothpick thing happening in there? Because it has anchovies on it.
0: <gasps> oh, my God, he doesn't like anchovies. Well,
1: he doesn't... According to this title, he doesn't like a person named Anchovy. <laughs> anchovy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what you were saying right there, I guess what would make this movie not as appreciated as it should be because I think on even Rotten Tomatoes it's got like what 10% oh really it's It's very low I think it's like just double digits I think people are harsh on it because it isn't perfect Mm. there are a lot of things that we're even seeing right now that could make it better but they're just the things that are that it's got that are good people just aren't looking at because they look for things that they want more
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: mm, that is true, that is true, now I remember, it's one of these things where I'm having uh, a, a bit of conflicted brain about, when I watched this movie last night, and I can't remember, because when they come up with, with lots of these movies, there's lots of dots that I connect, that I realise, wow, I didn't notice that, but I can't remember, I'm having a flux of, was there something last night? that I connected with this movie that was like, oh, wow, how did we not notice this whilst watching it? Because this movie is very, very subtle, and, uh, and obviously we're talking through it, so we're not watching it as intently. We're talking about it, engaging each other. But I do think that this movie has so many layers that I think we need to watch it several, several times. Like, I like this story about, what was it?
2: Tiny Pee Pants. And Why is he called Pee Pants? They don't remember,
0: that's the joke. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> Come on, bunny. Ten stitches. That's when he pissed his pants. I regret a lot, but <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, this movie has Amy Adams, of course, who plays Lois Lane. So, this will be our second movie in a row that has a Superman actor slash actress in it. Last week was Michael Rosenbaum who's Lex Luthor in Smallville, of course. Not, Not unfortunately, not the current Superman era. But who could this movie have been improved if her ex was Superman? Like, wouldn't it be great? There was already a Superman movie called Superman Returns in which it dealt with Lois Lane dating a really great guy and her ex is Superman. But wouldn't it be great if this movie was the exact same except for Jeffrey was Superman and she's Lois Lane?
1: Wasn't
2: there a movie called, like,
1: My Super Ex-Girlfriend or something? Yes,
2: there is. What if, like, Ed thought that it was Superman that she was secret, like, she was dating when they finally got together? Because he was aware that there was another guy, and he was just like, oh, I just think it's Superman.
1: Well, I think the Superman of this movie would have to be the magical hooker guy, Nick. Nick? he's Superman. What about the dad? Well, the dad's a dad nick got the Nick's the one with the mysterious backstory.
0: Remember last night, I was having this argument with Rachel about why is the dad washing the boat in the driveway? It
1: gets dirty. From what? From just sitting there and yeah, but if dust. he takes it on the in the water, it's gonna be fine. Well, you gotta take it to the water. Yeah, which water. he's
0: doing. Yeah. yeah,
2: which he's doing now that he. Nobody hasn't in did quite. it. He hasn't in quite some time because he's like, I'm glad finally somebody's getting use of her. Yeah,
0: but what I don't get is, why does he need to wash it if he's taking it out on the water tomorrow? Like, he was washing it the day before. He's taking it out on the water today, like this day in the movie. What's the point? It's like, I would understand if it had barnacles and shit on it, but it was a perfectly fine looking boat. I like the idea that maybe it's like the thing he does to get away from everyone. It's just like, wash his boat. You know how people do that? Like they wash, their they clean their car or fix something. He's like constantly scrubbing this boat, remembering better days. So Bartek, this is when you realised, huh? Yeah. That, just, but did you realise that? The that, cousin that knew all along.
1: I'm confused about why everyone seems to know it now.
0: Because yeah. she wasn't in England at the time. Like she fucked off as soon as it happened. Then I guess everyone else in England found out. Oh, Amy Adams is like, oh, shit, she found out. How funny
1: would it be if she didn't find out, but she walked out with this, like, expression, everyone's like, oh, God, you found out, didn't Uh, you? You told her, what the hell? And it's like, what?
0: Uh, here's the coming scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, poor guy, didn't do anything, really.
2: Amy Adams is really popping some nips in that dress. What
0: a nipply dress it is. Well, it's windy in England.
2: And it's just satin.
0: Look at the look on his face. He couldn't show less emotion if he tried.
2: <laughs> he looks angry
0: to He's me. He's like, how dare you be angry at me? Everyone's upset. Everyone's upset except for Eddie. This is why Eddie's my the best. Like, this scene coming up. It's look. a good scene. Rachel, you like the chase scene with Eddie. But I like Eddie. It sums up a character. I love those moments where characters summed up. Where this is him summed up. It's like he doesn't have any idea of what's happening, and then like Jeffrey shows his true colors. It's like, oh, don't start catching on now. Yeah, no, it's not a time to
1: catch on. But okay,
0: good. <laughs> and you know what? Like, like, no like, like, sense. He,
1: just, he just walks away. And you know what? When I. Because, again, when I was watching this movie, I had other things on my mind. In this scene, because of how he was dressed, I thought he was just a waiter or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if it's like the waiter came up and they're like, that's not catching on now. And he's like, all right. And then goes back to serving cocktails and shit. <laughs> it's the waiter who's like, guys, really catch me up on the plot.
0: So it rained yes. in between cut scenes. But it wasn't raining then. Cut scenes. No, you <laughs> well, the overcast. Oh and my it's god. It's metaphorical. What? It's metaphorical that they were completely dry in one scene and then completely wet in the next. This is like Ed and Wood it's... level of continuity.
1: In some video games, it just randomly starts raining. Yeah, but like, it doesn't just like no.
0: happen like you're you're dry and then you're instantly drowning in wetness. Yeah, well, they're not Melbourne, to
2: Yeah. She's walked Like, ah. she's walked into the village from. They They don't live
1: very far from the village If she didn't walk to town Nick was pretty slow to not catch up to her until now
0: If she didn't go downtown We wouldn't have had this Emotional scene in which she's like Well I realise That you're hot but I don't
1: want you If he caught up to her earlier it would still be sunny And then it would be like really you know Contrasting Contrasting?
2: Yeah. Instead, it's symbolizing like her love of Jeffrey is finally washed away and she's renewed.
0: Wait, and here's another reason why Ed's the best. Look at him. He's, He's like, I'm no gonna, spy. I'm gonna help you out, man. Like I've known you what, three days. You could be an axe murderer for all I know, or someone who's a thief. But I trust you enough because you told me you were, you a hooker as a joke, whore. but in fact, this is no. Like he whore. said hooker. He
2: said whore.
1: No, hooker's the word.
2: The su- he
0: said. Hooker, he's like I'm a hooker, ha ha ha. Then he's like, oh. Ah.
2: I swear he says whore.
1: You're wrong. He said hooker. Even Bappa was paying attention to that part. Even.
2: Yeah, but the subtitles on this are wrong all of the time. No, I'm so
0: Not, not there. When I watched
1: them with sound, he said hooker. And
0: well, I'm but... telling you when we watched it with subtitles, it said hooker. So either way, he's a hooker. That's what we're trying to emulate here. Did you know that Nick's a hooker? He 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 sucks things for a living. What things? Evidently not ice sculptures of women's breasts He sucks
1: the depression out of People by being their escort
0: Now, out of all the scenes We've done, in all the movies we've done I feel like this is a Genuine Oscar Contender
1: For Amy Adams?
0: No, for, for Deborah Messing here Of how much she has to Withhold She could just blast off in furious anger But she doesn't because it's her sister she loves her but she hates her right now and this get- whole scene is just her being like yeah sure it's all about you but what you're doing is wrong and i have to bite my lip for the moment but doesn't mean that i have to do it tonight i hate you get away from me you bitch kind of stuff i feel like she's got this great manic energy that is just real you know what i mean it's really real and this is how
1: people really. React you can see it in her eyes in this scene and the next scene and you know what this scene really showcases a big Transformation of this character because like I said earlier in the movie almost every single one of her lines Sounded like it wanted to be like a punchline to a joke and now we've got a really She's a strong Independent woman a strong woman who's in a lot of pain. Yeah
0: She's a strong independent independent for now independent, so she gets a ring on it, boom, boom, which she doesn't in this movie. Um, do you think there was room
1: for a sequel, Rachel? Well, some movies that you wouldn't expect got a sequel. I mean, thanks, Rachel. Saturday Night... <laughs> <laughs> what? I said,
0: do you think there's room for a sequel? Rachel, and you just start talking like, thanks, Rachel.
1: Oh, did you say her name? Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Rachel,
0: do you think there was possibility for a sequel? Like, If this went well enough in the box office, if this went well enough in the box office and generally in reception, do you think they could have had a a series of these movies?
2: I think even if it didn't, Disney has shown that there's always an opportunity for a sequel.
0: Yeah, but this isn't a Disney movie.
2: No, but... Disney Disney can
0: do that, I feel, because they're Disney. Like, they've got the name recognition. While lesser ones like Warner Brothers, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But uh, maybe. I reckon if this movie did well, there would have been a string of sequels. I mean, they're doing My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 10 years later. This is about 11 years ago. Where's this one? Where's the yachting date in which it's like, uh, like uh, a disaster movie in which it's her, Nick, and her stepdad stuck on a, uh, like, in, in the middle of the ocean, lost, and there's no rations, and they have to decide who to eat first. And the dad's just like, I'll go. And like, he cuts off his own hand and he's like, let's,
1: let's eat, let's eat.
0: And then they all just like crying and shit. And And then Nick
1: the magic genie comes up and says, I'll fix this.
0: And he whips out his dick and he uses it as a propeller and the ship goes fast.
1: As I've established, circumcised dick.
0: (laughs) Thank Um, you.
2: Will he still have his magical powers now that he's not a whore? He's never been a whore, he's been a hooker. (laughs) I'm going to call him a whore. Why? Because I can. It's post sexism at this point, isn't
0: it? Uh, yep, sexism is dead. But when this movie came out, I mean, sure, maybe not in England. England's a bit different when it comes sexism to that. You might can't take be- down the empire.
1: Sexism might be dead, but clearly rudeness isn't.
0: You know the dad is kind of like Yoda In this movie He just walks around <laughs> Funny dispensing Funny
1: how called him Yoda when freaking Kat was calling Nick Yoda earlier. Yeah well
0: she doesn't recognise her own Yoda When she has one in front of her What a silly woman Nick is clearly Jabba the Hutt He's gonna have her up in chains Which is marriage Or, or relationship And she's gonna choke him with those She's gonna choke him with those To death and she's going to wear a metal
1: bikini. We need a dub of this movie that replaces all of Nick's lines with Jabba the Hutt.
0: <laughs> did you hear that Admiral Akbar died? The voice of Admiral Akbar? That's sad. You know who Admiral Akbar is? I know who Admiral Akbar is. Who is it?
1: It's, it's a trap, guy. It's a trap! He was 93
0: like f- years old. And we're watching this and not Star Wars, which he is did, better. He
1: did look very old in Return of the
2: Jedi. It's a trap! And we just missed possibly the most subtle moment in the film. Which bit? Where the father quotes the line from the article, see? Oh,
0: i that was the thing I was talking about earlier that I recognised. Yeah, he quotes the dad, Bartek, you might have missed it. But earlier, he was like, the article that, the, that Nick wrote was about, what was it, it's like, women who are in these relationships that they... Uh, Women have the exact
2: love life that they
0: want. They have the exact love life they want. And then at the end of the movie, the dad quotes that article out. He's like, I've read this very interesting article that says... And he quotes Nick at her. Isn't that a sly piece of writing? Yeah, I didn't catch that at all. Rachel didn't catch it last night, but I caught it. And now, Rachel, you brought it back up because...
2: I caught that he quoted, you made the connection that he was the writer of the article because earlier in the film, he <laughs> men- she mentions that he got the number, she got the number from the author of the article who she knew. Yeah. I didn't connect that that was her dad.
0: Yep. Isn't that cool? This movie, intense with how smart it is. I mean... Look, he's smacking his hand on the steering wheel, biting his lip, thinking, how can I make this movie better?
1: I know, I'll drive back. I'll or just an stop unexplained in the middle reason. of the road. Well, it is England. There's only, have, like, two roads. It would have been better if he was riding a motorcycle.
2: Yeah, it would have been a lot cooler.
0: And he had like a neo Nazi helmet on with a like, spike on the top.
2: Well,
1: you don't have to go that crazy. I just think that the motorcycle. I wasn't should, crazy. I, could I go just crazy. think that the motorcycle should be a magic
0: mask. Could it be one of those motorcycles in which it has like a mounted dildo on
1: it and he's like riding on that dildo? Because he's a, he's a whore. He's got to keep I, his. I don't know about having a dildo on the motorcycle. Maybe if like one of his hands he was holding like a long spear like dildo.
0: And it became Mad Max Dildo Road. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I want
1: him to be, you know, the big. Magical thing. The motorcycle can just be magical too, but it doesn't need all the crazy accessories. It just needs to be a cool motorcycle.
0: Oh! Oh! There it is! Oh, there it is! So, graveyard chase sequence. Yes, and we Ed, need more of this in oh. Ed is
2: such a nice guy that when he is told that the woman that he's meant to be marrying her in like 10 minutes slept with his best friend, his first question is Does Kat know?
0: Yeah, he's such a nice guy. He's like, does Cat know? It's like, found out last night. He's like, right, now I can kick his ass. Because it's like, I could kick his ass on just my benefit, but I could kick his ass on hers as well. Oh, she already knows? I guess it's just for me then. Like, what a great guy. Knowing him, am I right, Like, Knowing Ed, the little that we do know of him, I reckon he would have told Cat. Like, if he found out he, she didn't know, he would be like, alright, and then told her. And then and then they're like, he, let's both kick Jeffrey's ass. And me. then they both, like, kick Jeffrey's ass, like, cats holding Jeffrey from behind, <laughs> with her arms curled around his shoulders, and he's just, like, punching him in the gut, going, like, how's this, how's
1: this? And then they take turns. <laughs> that is great. I have so many things I just want to say. Um, Yes, that would be great, and Ed would probably find a very gentle way to say it, and he'd therefore be one of the best characters and you punch him gently the other thing i want to say is the subtitles for that scene You remember i've already said the line like oh he's already halfway to france by now the subtitle said he's gonna go find his friend right now so it's like implying that there's a whole other movie that jeffrey's is gonna go to where he's gonna find a friend
2: my favorite mistake is when Ed is running, and he's like, "I look like a total Wayne right now, don't I?" <laughs> nah, when he said, "I wanker. actually
1: read that too, but it didn't register in my head for some reason." Like, oh, I was like, he said wanker, but it says Wayne, but like, oh,
0: you know what I find great? American audiences don't know wanker is a real insulting term. Like, there's a TV show called Married with Children, in which Peggy Bundy's maiden name is Peggy Wanker. And he just gets no laughs, like zero. And it's like, 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 he calls a whole, he's like, you come from a bunch of wankers. And like he does all these jokes. And it's like the American, because it's an American audience. Yeah, can't laughter. No, no, live audience. Oh. They were live audience, like while well, the big, big live audience married children. Like the, the actors actually had to pause and stop and wait for people to stop laughing. Like it, it was that big. And there's just dead, dead air. When they say that. I'm like, I find it hysterical. Are they waiting,
1: though? Or they no, just... no,
0: no, no. Oh, they okay. act. But it's like, I know there's a joke there, but Americans don't know the joke. Americans don't use the phrase wanker, or wanking, or any wank term, really. They use jerking it off, or jerk off. You jerk I, off. I
1: was always kind of like that in like Harry Potter. There's a character whose last name is Longbottom, and no one ever like laughs at him or makes fun what of him. What do you mean? His character's name is Longbottom. That's like the best part. Yeah I know but no one points it out No one makes fun of him for it They make fun of the fact that he's like doofy or whatever yeah, but... well,
0: Maybe in the Harry Potter universe Where they've got broomsticks That actually fly Longbottom's not an insulting term but muggle is Mudblood's the insulting one Muggle's insulting to muggles
2: No,
1: it's not. no it isn't oh, oh come on
0: if I walked up to you and went You fucking muggle You're not going to be insulted Gonna not way gonna insu- you're not going
1: to be it. They say it like that. Two muggles. Well, Ryan, if I went up to you and no. said you fucking flubber, would you be insulted? Yeah, I thought you were saying I'm fat. No,
2: I
0: be <laughs> flubber, Blubber. But you said flubber, and it makes me feel like I got some flub going on.
1: Yeah, you're, you're associating. But with no, I'm to the not sounds. insane. I feel. Flubber, dub,
0: dub, dub. I'm feeling like the phrase "muggle" was always used in a disparaging term, and I feel like muggles, because they're also really muggles are. Predominantly unaware of wizards, right? Like that's the thing. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah.
2: That, that's but the if, whole
0: point. Yeah, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Predominantly, there are a few, there are several yeah, unless, thousands of people. Yeah, unless thousands you have of people a witch know.
2: in your family, or you are a
0: reporter. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm the swe-
2: reporters don't know. Oh, it's just all these there's... mysterious things are happening because yeah, Voldemort yeah, yeah. is fucking up shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is. Muggles, if they get called muggle and blah blah, also if they're not aware that they're called muggles and someone calls
1: them a muggle, then
0: that's an confused. insulting. It's an insult because they say it to them in an insulting manner. And if you're confused, you get the feeling. Hold hold on. Hold on of... Where are you getting that
1: from? You're saying it to them in an insulting manner. Yeah. If you know what a muggle is and you call someone a muggle, you're not really gonna associate. No, but it if, to if be like insult, they don't know what it is. But then, where does the insulting manner come the from? The
0: disparaging tone, because they don't just say, "Hey, muggle." They always call you muggle or whatever. It's always a They don't talk to muggles. They have to in the series because they branch out from the school eventually.
1: They're not going to call them muggles. They're going to say, hello, Jeffrey. Excuse
0: me? Draco Malfoy's not gonna call a Muggle a Muggle to someone's face. I don't think Are you he literally no, he's not gonna telling
2: gonna speak me to a Muggle at all? No,
0: but there are occasions in the stories in which they
1: have to deal with the outside world. But they're not gonna use the word Muggle because they're not gonna know what that means. No. They're I, just going to say no. The person
0: hello. they are calling a muggle will not know. But it's like if I called you an Australian insult to an American person, they don't know, but I know. And they will know that they're being insulted on a level on, upon my inflection of the phrase. Like, if I, like we just said this, if I call someone a wanker, over in America, and I say it like, you're wanker. But they'll
1: know that they're being and insulted. But, they, but they've probably even heard Stanley. of the word before. Yeah. <laughs> what? But they probably would have heard of the word before. I was like, oh, I've heard of that word. That's like not yeah, but, a good but thing. but I'm talking about... The general mass. You're saying yeah, like...
0: Woody. There's Woody. Yeah. But here's my problem, Bartek. You're now making assumptions and exceptions to the rule, but I'm not allowed to make exceptions to the muggle rule. You're like, oh, they've probably heard the phrase wanker. But really, in America, they don't use the phrase. So if we're playing by the same rules, neither oh, no. muggles or wankers know the phrase. And if I called them a wanker
1: in a tone, they'll know that it's an insult, but he's, as would muggles. But here's the <laughs> problem... Americans and, and Australian 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 Australian. Australian. Americans and Australians live in the same world and they know each other. Wizards and muggles, that's a one way thing. No, they live in the same world, but they don't know about each other. No, wizards know about muggles, muggles don't no, know about wizards. Yeah, but yes, that's but what you I'm
0: saying. Wait, like, well, sorry, guys. And Jeffrey.
1: Yeah, we've said this a million times. He doesn't <laughs> learn a thing. No,
0: we know. we I mean, je- absolutely nothing. absolutely nothing. I'm sorry, but I completely disagree. What you're saying is, okay, for instance, I don't know anything about the South African culture outside of the general history, but I bet you a South African could walk up to me right now and use a South African insult or slang term and use it at me and I'll have no understanding what it is and I'll bet... Most of the world won't have an understanding of what it is because
1: South Africa is not a giant country in the grand scheme of things. But they still have insults in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. My, yeah. and the insult in the Harry Potter world isn't Muggle; it's Mudblood.
0: No, Mudblood yes, blood is to
2: wizard
1: to wizard. That's to wizard to wizard. But Muggle is from
0: wizard to human. Cause muggles, I mean, I muggles, not so, a polite term. Why don't they just call it's them not humans? A rude word. No, because
2: but they're humans because... too. No. Exactly.
0: Yeah, but they're wizards. But they're, they're humans. humans. They're, but then they're why human do they? But, so there's aliens in this universe, <laughs> is there? Wait, wait, not yet. Wait, do other creatures have wizard powers? Like, do. Do, um... No, there's just other... There's a class m- called Care of Magical Creatures. Yeah. So I think th- there's so. There's a lot of yeah, but magical are they creatures. Creatures don't count, like wizards have the ability to incant spells and whatever yeah. while magical creatures like unicorns just have that as a as a let's say a sen- feature yeah as a sense like you know like like you know this is their sense blah blah, blah. but what i'm saying is like i like how this we went way <laughs> off of this movie but i'm telling you muggle out. can be used and is used as an insulting phrase towards humans from wizards because wizards, like Draco Malfoy, like Draco Malfoy for instance, and the whole Malfoy family have the classist undertones towards it. They would use mudblood as an insult to Hermione because... Hermione?
1: Yeah. Hermione. Yes. Hermione.
0: Hey, blah, blah, blah. But they aren't afraid to use this classist insult towards humans because it's very similar to me like X-Men, in which Magneto... Hates humans and he finds them a lower down on the evolution chain. Malfoy and these other wizards, the elitist wizards like Voldemort and all these other people, think that wizards are like a higher being than the humans, the muggles. But See, he's
2: the. I think the best comparison is do you think Bogan is an insult?
0: Yes! But, but Bogans you... also accept it, as do yes. Wogs. Wogs is originally an insultive term, and you can still use it as an insulting term, but they, like also with the phrase nigger, I know we shouldn't say it, but we will, (laughs) nigger and wog and bogan are all insulting phrases at the deep down core, but they have over time been used and used and accepted by the people that it's towards and they've made it an entire thing of their own right
2: they've reclaimed the word like sluts are doing
0: yeah but i don't think muggles have because they don't know about it right they don't know about it but you can't tell me the people that do get called muggles don't find it insulting the ones that are muggles that get called muggles find it insulting. Like, Harry Potter himself is a little snarky bitch, right? And when he spends time with his asshole family, mm-hmm. he does asshole things to them in return. And I
1: don't know, I haven't watched the series and I haven't read the books completely. Yeah, but so you're
2: speaking from a point of ignorance. You no, keep I'm saying speaking... these things
1: about the Malfoys talking to muggles when in fact they've never spoken to a muggle as we know. Oh, really?
2: I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, as you just admitted, I've movie- watched the movies. You haven't even watched all of the movies.
1: I haven't
0: watched the fifth movie. That's it. That one's no.
2: You haven't watched movie. part one of Deadly Hallows*. I have. I saw that in the cinema. I thought you saw part two. In no, the I cinema. saw
0: both in the cinema. Mm. I no, I haven't seen what's the one where Dumbledore dies. That's six. Half Blood Prince. That one I haven't seen. I've seen some of it, but it w- went way too long. Like, oh no, that's just me. But- my main thing is... There's a muggle waitress at the beginning of that one. I'm, my main thing is, muggles, I'm not saying it. What my main argument is, muggles is an insulting phrase. And our be... argument is no. <laughs> oh, so, just saying, why isn't it? Because it's a it's, it's separation from people, even though they're both the same. They're both humans. But they're not like a different nationality or anything. They're wizards because that's their occupation. <laughs> It's just a word to... No, it's to... not! It's just a
1: word it's to... Not. set. It's their class. It's not their occupation. It's their class. But in the Harry it's Potter world, like there race. is like an idea of there's a whole world that these people do not realise and that's just a term for the people who aren't a part of so that world. So you're telling me that muggles
0: isn't an insulting term and that muggles are looked down upon by the wizards because, excuse me, Umbridge and a not... lot of people
1: have fucking hatred for muggles. I'm not saying what that gather. that's wrong. But I don't think the word muggle is a bad word. I
0: think it is. I find it as <laughs> someone who's a muggle.
1: Then what do you say to the people who aren't dicks but they use the term muggle? Because I'm pretty sure Hagrid also uses it and stuff like but that. But Hagrid's it, also a bit of a dick. There's sometimes. a class called, like, muggle studies, isn't there?
0: Yeah, but also there used to be back in the olden days You can use the studies of sociological things to be like Yes, and today we're studying the Negro Like, you know what I mean? Do you understand what I mean? I understand what you're saying Or like, today we're studying that of the Oriental Like it goes on and on and on and on Like, just because in that current time it's an acceptable thing Doesn't mean that it should be an acceptable phrase I
2: think what Bartek... And my These credits might
0: work. Can I might say <laughs> the we've been long. arguing for <laughs> 10 minutes and the credits are still wrong? We were
1: arguing before the credits started. <laughs> I know, we, we but
2: we arguing. argued through them kissing and the title card. Oh, yeah,
0: the movie ended. But if you're here <laughs> for a great muggle debate, I'm on the, side of the muggles. I'm saying, when is it going to become a communist? When is it going to become a civil, um, like a civil rights uprising?
1: Because here's
2: but, the thing. They don't know
1: about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: can I But finish? they will
1: <laughs> no, I want to hear where Ryan's going because it's fun It's interesting But <laughs> I want to
2: make my own point You said that you wanted to hear my voice in this podcast
0: Okay go go go
2: I think what Bartek and I are saying Is that it's not designed to be An offensive term but it can be Used in that way Because you're making that way, but it's not like the wizards are actually having any contact with the muggles They avoid the muggles. It's the separation of worlds. Yeah,
0: I know but at points They still have to interact. They're on the same planet for Christ's sakes. You know what I'm saying? But What I'm saying is I kind of disagree because I think it is an insulting phrase because it's used as a form of separation. They're catalogued as muggles I think that's an insulting thing because it's the same between us using phrases to separate us from others. It's never coming from a polite phrase of mine. It's always coming from the negative because people who are different from us scare us. And we treat them negatively. And wizards can be afraid of muggles because muggles are unpredictable. Like, here's what I get. From the muggle people that we see, obviously his family, and this, this, and this. Muggles are assholes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, humans are assholes. Anyone can
1: be an asshole. No, but yeah. I'm humans. saying, yeah. but
0: humans, muggles, are usually unpredictable, naive, foolish assholes. And who are not that understanding. That's the understanding that I get from the films. All right, no. You can be like, oh, in the book there's this great muggle character who's fully this, this, and this. But then you get the wizards who have got their thing going on too. But I always get this feeling like the wizards feel like they're
1: higher than muggles because they got power. Because they have a responsibility to not let them in on their world. So they have to know how they are yep. so that they can't like but, you know, but, give but, them yeah, hints that there's a the whole but, wizarding but, world.
0: But what I'm saying is, this does not excuse the fact that the wizards... And the witches, whatever, have this feeling of superiority to
1: muggles just because they have powers. Just because no, they have a responsibility to keep a secret. No,
0: no, no. It's not just that. It's not just that. Come on. Think about it. They've got lots of responsibilities. You want to go. But the humans have lots of responsibilities too. Like the state of the economy. <laughs> go Ra- on. Rachel speaks next.
2: What about squibs?
0: Which ones are squibs?
2: They're wizards that don't actually have magical powers. They like treat Filch. them like I they draw
1: all about them. They treat them like shit. I know. Isn't there only really like one? The, there's,
2: There's two. There's Filch, Filch and then the <laughs> We've old. Still
0: got la- credits going, by <laughs> that. <laughs> the old
2: lady that saves them from the Dementor in the alley when uh, like Harry and Um Dursley, not Dursley. That's his last name.
1: Uh, Dudley.
2: Dudley. Dudley like walking through the alleyway and then get attacked by the Dementor and then she saves them.
0: Credits still going and they're finally finished. Nope, they're still going. <laughs> nope. Um, but here's my thing. In the Wizarding world, there's other sentient beings that aren't humans, such as giants, such as elves. Elves. Yeah, yeah elves. elves. House, elves yeah. house elves. House elves. House yeah. elves. They have a hierarchy to them. So where do muggles fall into this hierarchy? Because you can't look me in the eye and say that the wizards don't have a sense of superiority in comparison to every other creature. They have got to the point in which they actually have slavery of elves. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You can't look me in the eye well, and that one, say, No 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 no, no, no. no, no. no you're what? trying to defend. No, no, no I'm not defending. This. I'm not, no, actually <laughs> in the books, this isn't in the movies, in the books there's a whole thing of Hermione like being for their rights. Like, these people are elves, you can't treat them that yeah. way, but everyone's like, But they want it that way. Yeah. So it's a real that's a really but weird thing in the books. They want it. it
0: but the really use experiment. of manipulation of that has been explored in several things too, including Doctor Who. But what I'm saying is the wizards have a sense of superiority and hierarchy, and the fact that Nazi imagery and Nazi ideas in Harry Potter has been used with Voldemort and the Malfoys isn't just accidental. They're the bad people. They're the bad people, obviously. But you have other people like that too, like, what's his name? Dumbledore. Dumbledore wasn't the most pure-of-heart guy in the universe, either. He doesn't like things. Like, he comes across as a bit of an asshole too. There's several arguments for Dumbledore, yet he's supposed to be this heavenly guy. But he's a wizard, just like everyone else, with a sense of superiority. I'm not saying, like, oh, muggles are great, blah, 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 boo-hoo, whatever. I'm just saying my original argument is muggles is a derogative term. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to get at. But... Let's put that down for a second, because I feel like we've made a lot of great arguments. We should finish the episode. <laughs> yeah, we should finish this episode. Bartek,
2: we should actually talk about the wedding date at this point. Bartek, we the were wedding just date. Filling in for Could credits. you give
0: us
1: your review and rating of the masterpiece that is
0: the wedding date?
1: Well, this is definitely one of the episodes that I come in, you know, a little bit embarrassed. I-, I won't go so far as to say there are eggs on my face, because it's it's just embarrassment, really. Because it's a movie that, as you've said, really does need to have multiple viewings to truly understand. And you've even heard it within this episode itself, I've had things explained for me to me by Ryan and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten more and more out of this movie just from simply watching it a day later. Like, not even... 24 hours later and I think that a movie that has a lot of multi-layered elements do not know why that's a laugh do is... you think so what I don't know why you're laughing about that because I bring it up every episode you do it's your yeah. catchphrase multi-layered it was yours but then I just kept bringing it up um I wasn't even planning to but uh and that's something that I really value in a movie hmm. and I don't get that too often in these movies because you know, maybe maybe Empire Records I did too, but a lot of the movies we, we've watched in this show, not so much. Like, last week I pointed out, the, last week we did Sorority Boys, not the, like, Mike, that's a different thing. Um, Sorority Boys, there was that car, accident, car crash scene and a guy got in the brace later and you didn't realise that mm, it was mm. the same thing. So, you know, we both kind of point out This movie has a
0: lot of s- hidden things.
1: We learn things by doing this show. Yeah. So... This movie is a learning experience, and I think that the rating I would have to give it, you know, to compare it to the idea of learning, would be an A+, if you're American, and a HD, if you go to university here.
0: Mm, Brilliant. Now, Rachel, you seem pretty heated up about this Harry Potter thing still, but use that energy and that (laughs) focus. Tell us your feelings about this movie, because after all, this is the movie you wanted to talk about. So and give us a rating of your choice.
2: I don't even get to review it. it no, no, after,
0: after <laughs> like you review and give the a rating. Final thoughts and rating.
2: Yes. Um I love this film. It's it's adorable. It's it's a classic rom-com situation with a little bit of a twist. Hmm. Because it, you get the sexuality of a woman rather than a man because it's the male prostitute instead of a pretty woman situation where it's a female prostitute Hmm. it's advanced in its plot it's very subtle as well very artistic a lot of beautiful shots as we mentioned the beautiful tint in the dance sequence is amazing
0: (laughs) i like tints
2: it's a very good use of color. It's very nice the way that, like, her costuming develops as well. There's a lot of interesting developments that happen with all of the characters, even Woody. <laughs> even his, his lines pay off in the end. There's a snake
0: in my boot.
1: Yep. Okay. That's
0: well. from Toy Story. Wrong Woody. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> there was a Woody in Wild Hogs. Why don't you go to him? I don't remember these quotes. It was John Travolta. <laughs> Uh, something like I'm becoming white. No, come on, guys, we gotta get on the road. We gotta, you
0: know, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Whitey. Uh, any other feelings you have, or were you gonna give us your rating out of how you feel?
2: I'm not sure. I'm just really emo- I'm really emotional after the ending, and I think I'm the ending of the it-
1: movie, or, yes, or us gonna- arguing <laughs> about
0: Harry
2: <laughs> The about ending it. of the movie. I think I'm gonna give it. Nine out
0: of ten title cards. Whoa, that's a lot of title cards. I mean, that's almost as many as the movie It'll make the movie longer. (laughs) That's what we need. Okay, I'm going to give it a short, quick burst review here. Because I felt like I did a predominant amount of talking. I usually do. But, this movie... It's simple. I think it's the most simplistic movie we've done. And simple doesn't mean bad. Simple is good sometimes. Not every movie can have complexities about it. Not every movie has us scratching our heads. Yes, I did say this movie did keep me in the dark for good periods of it. But once it did answer it, everything fell into place. This is one of the best movies that you could ever see. This is the best movie, if you really want to go there. It has characters that are compelling. It gives you two-dimensional, three-dimensional, hell, four-dimensional characters. It has debate-worthy scenes. It has everything that you're looking for for a good movie. I recommend buying this movie. I recommend watching it. I recommend telling all your friends. If I had to give this a rating, if I had to, I would say, um, like, Seven knots. If you're, like, out on a yacht, that's, like, a decent amount of knots. Um, yeah. So, other people had other feelings, like how these two had different feelings to me about muggles. Um, this is a 10-star review called I Loved the Wedding Date. And this was written in 2005, and I like to remind everyone now and then when these are written, because the movie came out then, and sometimes people have a, you know, you have a different perspective when you've just seen something for the first time, or just when it's new, like it's got this, the stigma is different. So, this is what they had to say. I want to see this movie again. After reading some reviews, I had my doubts, but I have to say that I had a good time watching Wedding Dates. I found myself laughing throughout the movie, and Mulrooney, Mulrooney, that's the actor's last name, Mulrooney is absolutely hot. Messing is perfect as Cat. They have great chemistry. The writing is smart and fun. I liked how the story unfolded, and the pace was just right. Wedding Date has a few twists and turns to keep it from being another formulaic flick. The story and characters are refreshing and different enough that it doesn't mimic other movies for me. The English countryside is beautiful, and the other scenes added a romantic touch too. I like the decor of the parent's home and her old bedroom. It complemented the romantic theme well and made me look. Any romantic will enjoy this fun and sexy romp. They gave it 10 stars. like like I was sexy so this one is a 7 star review and it's called Very Sweet this also came out in 2005 critics shritics oh (laughs) critics shritics I love the movie to me this is a great romantic comedy it has a sweet heroine and a gorgeous man who literally is the perfect guy for her like critics say (laughs) It was predictable, but the movie ended exactly like I wanted it to, so I wasn't disappointed at all. I left my boyfriend in, in in front of the TV drinking beer and watching the Super Bowl with his buddies. Hey, if men can have a fantasy world to escape into, so can I. <laughs> Sometimes it's great just to go to the movies and escape into a romantic fantasy. I wish that every guy would see this movie because they could learn something about what women want from the leading man. It re- It's really not that hard, guys. I think this movie was a perfect escape for women who don't want to watch football. 7 out of 10. <laughs> fantasy world of football. Wouldn't it be a plot twist if this was a guy who wrote it? <laughs> okay.
1: So I, I also liked, you know, the whole fantasy no. It also ties into my whole magic hooker. Yeah. yeah.
2: Do you both feel like you learned something from this film?
1: Yeah, I did. I felt like I, I'm more more of a
0: gentleman now. Don't you?
1: Uh, I should probably stop cheating.
0: <laughs> now, guys, we've got a few negative ones here because this movie has got a lot of... um between the audience it is a very divisive movie and of course we like to take a look at both sides this is a one-star review oh, that's long oh, don't worry it's not that long oh this is one star review I want the time back I wasted watching this dire rubbish written in 2007 one star and also this may contain spoilers is the opening to this so just hold on to your seats there have been so many, many films based on the same thing. Single cute girl needs handsome boyfriend to impress X, pays him, and then guess what? She falls in love with him. There's a bit of fumbling followed by by a row before everyone makes up and before the happy ending. This has been done many times. The thing is. I knew this before starting to watch it, but despite this, I was still looking forward to it. In the right hands, with a good cast and a bright script, it can still be a pleasant way to pass a couple of hours. This was none of these things. This was Dyer, a female lead lacking in charm or wit, who totally failed to light even the slightest spark in me. I truly did not care if she got her man or remained single and unhappy. A male lead who was after a few of his endless words of wisdom I wanted to kill, just to remove that smug look. I had no idea that sorry, I had no idea that leading a life of a male whore was the path of was a path to an all-seeing, all-knowing enlightenment. A totally unrealistic film, filled with unrealistic characters. None of them seem to have jobs. All of them had more money than... All all of them had more money than sense. A bridegroom who still goes ahead with with his wedding after learning that his bride slept with his best friend. Plus, I would miss you even if we never met. Ugh, I could go on, but I just... But I just realized that I'm wasting even more time on this dross. I could rant about introducing a character just to have a very cheap laugh at the end at, at the name, Woody. But in truth, that was the only remotely humorous thing in the film. One star.
1: Yeah, that just made me realize there was a <clears throat> a line way earlier where uh, what was it? It was a. Uh... They were, the sisters were at the bar drinking and all of a sudden Amy had the whole, I can't go through with this thing. And like, it just wasn't brought up or expanded upon. But now I realise it was foreshadowing. It was foreshadowing. This movie's got a lot. I just remember that now because
0: we didn't talk about it. Bartek, this is what you're feeling. This is a one star and it's called, I'm actually in physical pain. I read that title, (laughs) but I didn't read that review. (laughs) Okay. I had to visit the bathroom on three separate occasions within one hour after seeing this movie. My guts were in turmoil after watching such an idiotic and insulting travesty of a romantic comedy. This movie was so dead and morbid in atmosphere that my girlfriend fell off the couch while watching it and slept there on the floor until morning. (laughs) He didn't even help her up. He didn't even go, let's go to bed.
2: He continued <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> to watch after this happened. Okay.
0: I did not laugh once during the whole movie and I had to drive five miles across town to go to the video store to complain and to get some decent comedy urgently. Um, Dermot Mulroney, uh, was so bad in this movie that I truly believe he was trying to sabotage <laughs> the whole Sorrid affair. The movie has turned me off love and sex and the British for life. Holy shit, he wrote off not only love and sex, but the whole British for life. No wonder he left
1: his girlfriend on the ground.
0: I feel like moving to a monastery and maiming myself. Please pray for me and for any poor soul who sees this monstrosity. One star.
1: He's such a wiener, he probably didn't even go to the monastery.
0: he did want to maim himself, so he doesn't have a wiener anymore. Okay, guys, two more reviews left. Keen on this, uh, Rachel? Don't get too excited because we. You know, I know you still want to debate about muggles, but that's over now. <laughs> it is. Maybe one of these reviews has the word "muggle" in it, used as an insult. One of the best romantic comedies I have ever seen. Ten stars. Written in 2005, also most of these are from around the period. Couldn't really find any that were closer to the time we're in now. So, so this is I. This is one of the best romantic comedies I've ever seen. I took my husband to see this movie, despite his whimpering of being drug to a chick flick. Yeah, drug. Uh, not drug. Was... Drug. Like they drugged oh, him, I Oh, I thought it was like
1: drunk, but they said drug instead.
0: Drug to a chick flick. We both enjoy this movie very much. My husband even says he can't wait for it to come out on video so that we can buy it. In addition, I to I say, can't wait for the sequel. In addition to the hilariously funny yet romantic plot, Dermot Mulroney is smoking in this film. I always thought he was sexy, but he put the icing on the cake in this one. In brackets, major source of eye candy. We would, I love this. Did she come? Yeah. Wait, wait. Now remember, this has all been first person. Now this is it. We would recommend this movie to anyone. This has got to be one of the best romantic films that I have seen thus far. It will definitely keep you laughing and sighing at the same time. This is definitely one I want for my home video library. <laughs> I knew that would get you. Okay, Dermot Mollerine and Deborah Messing. There's no star rating for this one.
1: That's the next review.
0: Yeah, next review. I have seen The Wedding Date several times and I find it wonderful, refreshing and fun. It is pure entertainment and there's a special magic between these two stars. I hope to see them together in a a romantic comedy. Deborah is so real and so vulnerable and you can identify with her. She is a fabulous actress and her feelings come through to the viewer. Dermot is irresistible as Nick and incredibly sexy and handsome. Now I have I was like, and an, now I have to see all of his movies. What a talented fellow! It figures that he was born in the first ten days of Scorpio. <laughs> like that that that's, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I guess Scorpios are really hot. I guess. He reminds me of Gregory Peck. <laughs> He's I know who
1: Josh Peck is. But... <laughs> Gregory Peck's
0: Atticus Finch and um, *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Oh.
1: Josh Peck is nothing like that. <laughs> no.
0: his, <laughs> his calm, commanding demeanour, and visually as well, in regards to him being like Pe- Gregory Peck. I expect to see great things from this actor in the future, and I do hope to see these two star together again. I can only imagine what they could achieve in a more serious romantic production, and only happy endings Please. There's already more than there's already more than enough sadness in the world. Thank goodness for movies like The Wedding Date. Aww. I know it was romantic, wasn't it?
1: Do Scorpios have big
2: dicks? So I guess. are big stingers?
0: I guess. I guess I'm not a Scorpio, so. I'm, I'm a Gemini. I'm a Vir- Virgo.
2: My sister is a Scorpio. Oh,
0: she is a scorpion.
1: I don't want to ask if she's got
0: a big stinger. So, guys, we've come to the end. We've learned a lot. This has been a really uh, emotional episode. I feel like, yeah, we talked about the movie. We had a debate about uh, Harry Potter. We've had a lot going on. This movie is really subtle, and I'm glad that we were able to cover it for you guys out there, because I know there's someone like Rachel who's just like, when are they gonna do the wedding date? When are they gonna do the wedding date? So, you know, you guys have been fantastic. Wonderful, amazing listening, people. But till we meet again, you can always keep in contact with us on the Facebook page, which is Spit and Polish presents. You can follow us on iTunes and Podbean and all that good, good stuff. Um, yes, this has been a fantastic episode to be a part of, like I'm really glad that you are always here with me to to go through these great movies, to go through the archives with me, and to dust off the jackets of the covers of these movies and go, hey Ryan, what about this one? Or have a guest like Rachel and be like, hey yeah, Ryan, what about this one? Rachel, of course, has been a pleasure to have you on. You have some very heated opinions about things and some very strong, wise words to say about this. And I'm very glad that the wedding date has made us get close together, guys. Close together. So, uh, until next time, be kind to each other. You fucking muggles. Oh, spoiler Rachel's also my girlfriend.